Welcome to Spotlight, the podcast for the domestic abuse sector. I'm Emma and this is the first podcast in our series on domestic abuse and disabled people. This week I spoke to TN Nguyen Fan, Marat Coordinator at Standing Together Against Domestic Abuse, a charity that works with different services to make sure that local systems truly keep victims safe, hold abusers to account and prevent domestic abuse. We talked about how Marak's work, what happens when vital expertise are missing from the table and how to accurately record data to make sure disabled people are safe from domestic abuse. So I've come down to London today to meet with Tien, who is the Marac team manager with an organisation called Standing Together. Um, and we've come to have a look at what sort of things um, Tien and her team have been doing to try and make sure that victims with a disability are referred to Marac and are supported effectively once they have been referred. Um, so good morning, Tien. Um, good morning. Can you tell me a little bit first of all about your role and how um, how your team work in terms of coordinating Marac's in some of the London boroughs? So Standing Together Against Domestic Violence is an independent charity based in West London, in Hammersmith and Fulham to be exact, and that is where um, our work has traditionally been um, in. So we coordinate the tri-borough Marac's in London, which is Westminster, Hammersmith and Fulham, Kensington and Chelsea. And more recently, we have been asked by other two boroughs to coordinate their MARAP, so that's Haringey and Ealing, since 2013. Okay. Um, so you've got experience across quite a lot of MARAP, so hopefully there'll be quite yeah. a lot of kind of things mm. that we can learn from, um, from you and your teams. So what sort of things have you done um, across your MARAPs to try and increase the referral rates for people with disabilities? I think one of the things that we always do very consistently across the different MARACs is um, offering MARAC briefings um, and trainings to a range of um, frontline practitioners including adult social care and mental health services. So that is where we really go out to different teams and talk to them about the MARAC process and how they can refer their patients or um, service users to the to the local MARACs. Mm -hmm. We do offer free quarterly MARAC workshops um, okay. which run for half a day where we really go into the um, into more detail of the MARAC process, um, how the MARAC works for people with disability. Yeah and one of the things that, that we notice, I mean we notice this across the country but mm. we notice it even within the MARACs that you coordinate that there is still some variance in terms mm. of the um, numbers of referrals for people with um, with a disability. So have you got any thoughts about that? Is that about one particular agency engaging really well and referring in a particular area or is there other things that you've noticed or that you can reflect on in terms of why that might be? Um, I think that we could, I think that across the board, we could do with definitely more referrals from mm -hmm. mental health um, and sub substance misuse and um, adult social, you know, adult social yeah. care um, agencies. So that's definitely something that we have noticed and that's why we try to reach out to those, you know, to those agencies and, and offer briefings to them um, mm -hmm. to increase awareness about the MARAC. Um, one of the, I think one of the things that we do try um, to do is really 
to look at how we record data sort of yeah. more accurately around disability. Um, so we use the guidance that Safe Lives um, provided on recording disability quite carefully. Um, and one of the things we've noticed um, in particular is that when we, so we do have a section in our referral form oh, asking okay. about disability, but also in that section we provide a specific, the, sorry, the definition yeah. of disability because so a lot of the times when survivors are asked if they have a disability or a registered disability, they may not think that actually they do. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we use really the definition, um, they may fall under that category. Yeah. And then what we then do really after the MARAC meeting is we go back and sort of cross-check information shared at the MARAC meeting with our disability data. Because a lot of the times when people fill in referral forms, they check the, you know they check no to the disability question and it turns out that there are disabilities that they are not aware of yeah. that are shared by other agencies at the meeting or um, they just have not you know recorded that properly themselves in the referral yeah. um, and for instance when we when we started doing that with the Westminster Marac we can see that the you know the disability rate really came really went up yeah. um, and, and it is all about going back really painstakingly you know checking the the data as well data, yeah. um, but i do yes but i do think that is 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 part of the, the awareness raising work that we do mm -hmm. um that we can try and reach out to to more people um yeah i think there are specialist agencies such as the ICVA service do refer quite a lot of of cases and a lot of those victim survivors or those cases will have victim survivors or perpetrators with disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think as long as you have a range of services that can really capture um, those referrals, at least that information can be shared to the MARAC and then action planned accordingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's move on to that then, Tien, in terms of um, uh, action planning at the MARAC. What do you think are the, sort of the challenges for MARACs to be able to develop effective action plans, um, particularly to, um, you know, manage the risks for people who've got disabilities? I think one of the challenges are around having consistency mm -hmm. in attendance, representation and information sharing mm -hmm. at the MARAC. So at our MARACs, in accordance with um, Safe Life's best practice, we, you know, mental health services, substance misuse services, are definitely core MARAC member agencies. Yeah. Um, adult social care has always been considered as a core MARAC agency at our MARACs. So we, um, when we talk, you know, so we when when we actually talk to them about attendance. We've, we emphasize the fact that they are a core MARAC agency and that's why we try to encourage them to attend. Mm -hmm. um, having those agencies consistently attending with a consistent representative who has a um, sort of enough seniority in their role to offer actions and share information, I think is, is the biggest challenge really. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times what we notice is when a MARAC, you know, a mental health services can't attend, for instance, they may share information through us, you know, but without them being there, 
you can clearly see that there is a gap in expertise and in inform, you know, and in um, action yeah. um, being suggested or being offered. So I think one of the biggest challenges is to have these agencies attending regularly, um, having done their research consistently, and actually being mindful of of what actions they can offer. Um, that is, I think, that's the first challenge. Um, adult social care um, has has not always consistently attended the um, the Marac, and that is when we really see the gap. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. because agencies around the table, you know, may have made a lot of safeguarding referrals, they may have tried to contact adult social care, and sometimes they come to the meeting and they they really want to have some information from adult social care's perspective. They may you they really want to know what adult social care can offer, and when that expertise is missing around the table, it's quite difficult. Um, yeah. to action plan yeah yeah mm. and do you involve any specialist organizations um to, to, to sort of help with that information sharing and action planning within your marracks yeah so when we um when we receive a referral from um you know from a service that indicates that the victim survivor has a particular disability or such as you know um let's say uh, visual impairment mm -hmm. um, then we will definitely link in with services just deaf hope to see if they are supporting the victim survivor if they can attend the meeting to you know sort of share their expertise and offer actions um, or at the marac meeting if you know we um, we are aware of a specialist service that could potentially offer support around a certain disability, then we would suggest that as, you know, we sort of raise that as a, a possible action for people to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and we regularly sort of keep updated um, with services that are available in order to remind agencies. Um, we have met with Deaf Hope, for instance, yeah. to talk about the MARAC. Um, we have invited them to the different MARAC meetings when they have had involvement with cases. Um, and yeah, and we, we really try to remind agencies around the table of services that may be available mm -hmm. and um, do you get um, I mean do you get many referrals from those specialist organizations or is it more that you contact them once you've had a referral from another organization to bring their expertise into the MARAC or those those agencies actually it's, refer um, themselves we have received yeah we have received referrals for instance from Deaf Hope to, yeah. um, to our MARAC so they are definitely aware of, yeah. um, of the of the different maracs that um, that we coordinate, um, so we have we've had definitely had referrals from them, um, and and I think we're the the end we're in in the um, in the triborough for instance our ITVA service now is within a big umbrella called the Angelou Partnership, mm -hmm. and so there are quite several specialist services working in you know within that partnership specialising in supporting. Uh, people with um, people with experiencing sexual violence, mm -hmm. or people from certain communities, or hard to reach communities, yeah. um, and those agencies will be able, you know, to sort of feed in um, to how they can offer support to to people from certain um, from certain communities, including people with disabilities. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and would you say? Um, would you say that the referral rates for people with disabilities are from not referral rates but the referral numbers are from any particular 
organisation or are they spread in the same way that the, 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 the rest of your victims that are referred into Marac are? So for example, do you see more referrals from adult social care, for example, for people with disabilities or is it is it just still a spread and, and quite a lot from the police? We, yeah, so we, I think we do see um, when referrals come from adult social care or let's say mental health services, mm -hmm. there's you know there's a clear disability there. Um, but we do a lot of referrals from police. A lot of, we have a lot of referrals from children's service, well not children's services, sorry, um, ICVA services mm -hmm. and other voluntary services, mm -hmm. um, including specialist services such as ECRO or um, uh, Alaman, Al Hassania, etc. So those a lot of those cases will present some you know some sort of disabilities yeah. um, and then it is at, at the Marac meeting that we we are able to see whether or not mental health services or adult social care are also involved mm -hmm. in those cases mm -hmm. um, but we do see a lot of, um, of referrals from other agencies such as housing providers as well right. um, so in Westminster we have a lot of um, of services like hostels, like for rough sleeping people. Mm -hmm. um, we have hostel projects that refer quite a lot into the, the Westminster Marac, mm -hmm. and chances are many of those cases will have victim survivors or perpetrator having some um, mental health mm -hmm. you know, yeah. issues um, or some sort of disabilities. Um, yeah. So we do, I think we see a, sp a spread. Yeah. I think we, we definitely would like to, we would be interested, would like to see more referrals coming directly from adult social care, yeah. just to, to see the, whether or not they really are asking the questions and you know, identifying high risk. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, Tian, that's been really interesting. Thank you very much for your time. Oh. Um, we're going to end the, end the podcast here, but we've got some more podcasts coming along later. So um, keep listening. Thanks for listening to Spotlight. We'll be uploading podcasts over the next six weeks, specifically looking at domestic abuse and disabled people. You can find more on this Spotlight via our website at safelives.org.uk.